hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the Riverdale Register, or at least the final recap episode. Who knows what we'll do? It's the series finale of Riverdale, yeah, for sure. It's sad. I didn't realize I get emotional. It's fine. Uh, it's been a long time. We've been doing this <laughs> yeah. for a while, and uh, we were in a very different place physically and emotionally and yeah. uh, maturity-wise than we were before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way also. I have definitely grown. I mean, we're in a different house we that are, you live in. We are in a different house. It's still an apartment. I did not. I should just lie. I should just be like, and we're in my three million dollar mansion. Right, right at the at the base of that beautiful forest <laughs> in the in the mountains. Right, exactly. It's lovely here. <laughs> we love it. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's great. I, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, it's so crazy. I was trying to think of like, I was thinking about re-listening to our first episode. Um, but I couldn't. I did it. I watched the pilot of the show again, but like as I was getting the car to drive over yeah. here, I thought no power in the world could make mm. me listen to the premiere of this. I think that's fair, but you know what? Maybe one day, not soon, <laughs> and maybe not ever, and more likely the latter. But <laughs> but I just want to say up top, we've gotten so many nice messages from everyone. Um, people who have also not like we've had kind of regular people who have like messaged us throughout you know the years um, on and off just to share like oh my god nobody else watches Riverdale but you guys watch Riverdale like how funny was this but we got some messages that people were like this is our last chance so I just want to talk to like I just want to like say thank you so much for doing the podcast real quick yeah and my name is John and his name is John you didn't say your name and my name is Caitlin (laughs) and if they don't know this by now why are you here Why are you here? Anyway, so lots of people were saying nice things about us. John and Caitlin, Caitlin and John, doing this podcast. Something that I thought was very nice was that they say that we have a good balance of critique and, like, just silliness. Like we, we like, we're enjoying yeah. a lot of, of we're, we're enjoying critique. Exa- exactly. It's fun. And I think that is... <laughs> Stella. Stella, this is not the vibe. <laughs> it is our last episode. Please, we're having an emotional moment Please. over here, Stella. Stella also got a shout out. But you were you were co-host. saying you were saying we got a lot of nice messages, but we, nice. you didn't want to read any of them directly out loud because yes. you didn't ask for permission. For right, that. exactly. So if the reason we're not reading them is one because that felt a bit self-aggrandizing, and Stella would bark over it. Exactly. But just so you know, thank you guys so much. It really I did almost cry, and when John reads them, he will also cry. Many tears. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, you don't know. You don't it, know how you're going to react. It has happened before. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember what we do now. The title of this episode. Oh, it's it's Goodbye is, Riverdale. Is, is chapter 137. 37, really? It's an odd number. Weird. Because the first season was 13 episodes. That's confusing. But they never did an odd number again. For the finale. Uh, ever. Every other season is an even number of episodes. Oh, Oh, never mind. Sorry, I thought you were saying something else. So Anyways. the total episode count is 137 episodes of Riverdale. Chapter 137, Goodbye Riverdale. Goodbye Riverdale. I, that's not from anything. It's not from anything. <laughs> and a part of me wonders if they wanted it to be our town. Yeah, well, wasn't that already an episode? Is it? Yeah. They mention it a lot, but I don't know if it's actually an episode title. I think it is. Let's find out. Our town episode of Riverdale. They should have had that as an episode. Huh. I really... So anyway, that's huh. my conspiracy theory. Wait, wait. No, yeah. Huh. Could have been our town. 
but instead it's just about itself. Yeah, self-referential. So, so what was Riverdale? Are you are conceptually as a show? Like like if you were explaining it like you would any other piece of media you do in this section of the podcast, how would you describe Riverdale to an audience of maybe a different podcast? Okay, uh, Riverdale is a 2017 to 2023 TV series that's a dark, gritty reboot of Archie Comics, where it asks the question, what if the town of Pep wasn't actually so peppy underneath the surface? And then uh, that's where it starts. And if you're asking me to explain where it goes, I don't think I can do that. Uh, but you can listen to 137 episodes <laughs> where I will try my best. If you so... want to experience two people grappling with everything this show becomes, boy, yeah. do we have a podcast for you. Exactly. It's um, XOXO Riverdale. <laughs> you can listen to that. No. <laughs> I've actually never really... No, I, I've listened to a couple of other Riverdale podcasts. And I anybody who is still with the show is a blood brother of ours, I think. <laughs> we, should, we should all go to a support group together. Yeah, exactly. Or at least get drinks if we can. <laughs> drinks yeah. <laughs> that might be better yeah but yeah it's uh it's been a beautiful weird strange fun exciting sometimes boring and sometimes frustrating ride but overall i'm very happy that we are here 137 episodes in yeah can, can you imagine uh sitting down i was trying to think about sitting down at the beginning in like january 2017 and being like john we're committing to doing this for 137 episodes <laughs> i think it, at that point i would have been like oh Man, that's gonna be great! I, I'm so glad this really good, like, scrappy new show right. is like gonna go the distance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, as you know, obviously we have our jokes about Riverdale, but in terms of like, this is probably one of the last of its kind. That's what I've been thinking about. There's been a lot of press written about this show, and I think the the most interesting angle is that this is kind of the end of an era for TV in yeah. general, which is the end of the like. 20 plus episode a season teen soap opera. Totally. Uh, the like, you have versions of that on streamers. Netflix loves to make that the extra genre or the, the thing attached to a genre element. You know, Wednesday is a, a, yeah. a dark fantasy murder teen soap opera. Uh, but like everything now that has shorter seasons is so hyper serialized, they can't really get into the true wonders of this genre. Yeah, yeah, the highs and lows of high school football. Exactly. You know? yeah. The the kinds of weirdness that comes out from writers' rooms where they just don't have the time yeah. to refine it or overthink anything they're doing, which can result to shows that obviously I can have qualms with, <laughs> and I can I can also shout from the rooftops about how great they are. Well, it's I was thinking about because earlier today we can get into this later is like I was thinking about the shows that I would recommend people watch if they want more of the Riverdale like spice or whatever and I was I'm rewatching 90210 because that for some reason went back on Amazon so I'm very excited about it not Beverly Hills 90210 the original the reboot of it I'm sorry, not, the mid 2000s yes. 90210 Top. yeah yeah that's like the one that they don't want you to remember exists. Yeah, here's the thing. That show, easily one of my favorite shows of all time. Right. Easily. Like, how, how many seasons did that last for? Like five seasons. Wow. Yeah, longer than you would think for yeah. a show they don't want you Every to remember. Time, it's so funny because that, that would get a lot of ads on the CW app of mm -hmm. like, check this out. And it's, it's always like, it's like a weird ad cut definitely from just the pilot. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, but if you have the full series. Everything. No, the thing is that show is so much better than people like ever gave it credit for. Is it like as good as the OC in terms of, I don't want to say quality. That's not what I mean. But like, like it's much more, it's much more serial, um, 
yeah, serialized, like, just silly craziness happens, but the characters are so fun. All the characters are super specific, and they have this amazing girl, Naomi, who is, like, the mean girl, like, the Regina George type, if you will. She's just so fucking good. She's, like, hilarious. She's just, like, full camp. It's just so funny. I love it so much. Um, And I feel like it's not Riverdale because it's not as crazy as this gets, but it is one of those shows where it's like, oh, this is like, you just be with these characters. They're going to hook up with each other. They're going to like be in a billion different pairings and they're going to have a weird amount of jobs and they're going to do things that it doesn't make sense for a 21 year old to do. But it's so fun. One Tree Hill is Riverdale. Yeah. I feel like I'm the oddball there because I don't, obviously, my buy in for a lot of these kinds of shows is when you add a genre element mm-hmm. to it. I'm here because. This is adapting Archie comics, and I didn't right. even read much Archie comics. I just knew comic books. I watched Smallville for Superman, but that was a teen soap for yeah. for everything that it really dealt with, uh, especially in the early seasons that were the best parts of the show. And even stuff like the Arrowverse still comes from a lot of those soap opera elements. Did they start in high school in Arrow? No, no none of those after. shows take place uh, in high school. Black Lightning is about a high school principal. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's that's kind cool. of a different element. Yeah, yeah, it's it is like I was well, that was kind of the thing, right? It was like when we started this podcast, I love the teen dramas, right? And I like comic books. Yeah, and look at that. Look at here we are now. It's so crazy. So like, yeah, if you were recommending me another teen mm. soap opera to really watch, because I like checked out the, I think I think it's the OC is the one I want to check out, just because oh, I yeah. think um, what's his name? Oh, Adam Brody's character. Seth yes, Cohen. yes, yeah. it's definitely my spirit animal in the show. I love him. He's great. But I also hear that's a show that, like, one season is great, and then it's, like, kind of messy in the middle and has, like, an interesting ending, too. So it might be even more like Riverdale than I expect. It's, It's, like, the first season is just so great, and then the second season is good. It just has, like, a lot of, like, messiness. I think there's four seasons. There's really not that many seasons, but they're very long. This is the other thing. They're like 27 episodes, which is crazy. That's so much. Yeah, it's it's so many. <laughs> it's crazy that TV used to be like that. I'm watching yeah. some Star Trek The Next Generation, and so it was like much. 26 episodes of these guys just talking their ways out of space problems. And I'm like, I can't believe you got away with this. <laughs> but like, this is like serialized, too. So it's like, it, there's yeah. so many arcs <laughs> and stuff. And it works. It's like, a, you know, it's good. The characters on the OC are really good. I think that's what keeps it, that's what keeps it together, you know? And the parents have just as much drama as the kids, and they are like, like, you like the parents for the yeah. most part, and I think that's yeah. a big who's difference. The, who's the dad? The Peter dad. Gallagher. Yeah, that yeah. guy's great. He's so good. Right. He was Schmidt's hot dad in New Girl yes, also. Yes, that makes that's sense. Right. And Schmidt plays a younger Peter Gallagher on the OC. Whoa! I know, it's really weird, but it works, right? It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This episode is kind of unique in... Riverdale canon. It was written and directed by Roberto. Oh. Roberto has not directed an episode of Riverdale until now. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's I written it was several. Good. Yeah. He has not directed any. This is his directorial debut, this episode Hell of yeah. Riverdale. I thought he did great. I thought it was very well directed. It's a final episode. It sure is a finale. <laughs> Obviously, there's no branching storylines. I mean, I could if I really dug for it, nah. but what's the point? What's the point? We started this Riverdale series with season one. We didn't break them up the storylines at all. We just went plowed straight through and we were obsessive back in that era, (laughs) I think. Yeah, we were very detail-oriented. I was like, this line is so good. Oh boy. (laughs) This one starts, it's modern day. 
the long way around. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like 60, oh, 60 to 70 years later, we're not going to tell you what year modern day is because we're exhausted at this point. No, that's uh, annoying. Betty is, the, Betty is the final living series regular. Jughead she's, just passed away. She's the final girl. She's the final girl. We don't get to see old Jughead. No, but he has one of the more interesting uh, choices of makeup for like yeah. slightly older Jughead is like he gets these like crazy sideburns. You don't get to see old anybody except Betty and Betty is played by an actual older actress. Yeah. I didn't love the performance of the older actress. Really? Um, I was just like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like she knew what she was talking about at all. I do wonder if she's not seen an episode. <laughs> yeah, no, and she couldn't have it explained to her and <laughs> like, had never met Lily Reinhardt until the morning of. I could also see, yeah, yeah, you don't have the time. Right, they're just, <laughs> like, what were they going to do? I mean. She didn't feel like Betty to me, I will say that. <laughs> the other play would have been like, oh, I guess you do matchnomic up as like, as like. I thought they were going to do older that. Older Betty. I thought they were going to do that. And then that would have been a lot of time that we had to remember that that's not Alice. Right, right. Yeah. But she has a granddaughter named Alice. Yeah. Who doesn't look like her. Right. Or Lily. I thought it was going to be Veronica's daughter somehow. And I was like, weird. Because it looks like Veronica that, kind of. Because she has dark hair. She has dark hair like Veronica. And that's it. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. Okay. We're all so cute. We're all having fun. This is a very important episode. So you guys have to be on your best behavior. We have two dogs with us now. Two dogs. Because uh, if you watched the Riverdale finale on television, you actually saw a shorter cut of the episode than what will be online on the CW app or probably on Netflix very soon for any of our audience members who wait until the end of the season and watch it all on Netflix really fast. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and now we have two dogs because two dogs double the fun, double the time. That's right. Betty doesn't really mean returning to the physical place of Riverdale. Although the the show does open with, like the pilot does open with Jughead saying it's about the town. It's more about the people in the town. Yeah. In the TV cut, you don't really see how the town of Riverdale turned out. And in the extended cut, you do see how the town of Riverdale turned out. And I'm not sure if it is um, the right choice. Okay. We'll get, we'll talk about that in a bit, but Betty has been forgetting. She has dementia, yeah. I assume. She's an old. And she's got two lifetime memories in her. Her teen yeah. years are really confusing. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like it would be very, very confusing to remember two different things that have right. existed simultaneously. And in, and in this version, it's like, they. It, and it's also in this episode, they, the difference between give us only the happy memories and remembering everything is like really unclear because it seems like they do remember everything, but they're just like chill about it all. Like right. they just don't have any trauma. Yeah, it's like what if, what if instead of <laughs> wasn't being... <laughs> that hilarious when <laughs> yeah because the yes the end of him giving the speeches it's like oh so we know about right these are all the bad things you're referencing yeah exactly so maybe it's just like yeah no no trauma no war maybe Archie didn't remember the war what war oh right there we go I so, no idea what war actually yeah and they never got into it no so that night Betty sees Jughead at the end of her bed. And he's young, he's cool, and <laughs> uh, he's dressed in his modern outfit. Interesting. With, like, the, the beanie and everything. Yeah. The beanie that never came back to. The beanie that 50s Jughead found and was like, all right, and threw away and never <laughs> thought about once again for the rest of his life. <laughs> what a weird fucking hat. Okay. <laughs> That's a stupid version of the hat I wear. Exactly. I didn't realize how much I wanted to see them all. I mean, I had talked about it, hmm. but, like, I hadn't realized 
how much I needed to see them all in their modern outfits again yeah. until this episode uh, didn't do that with I anyone know. except for Jughead. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It would have, well, I have questions. Beth has a really good analysis of this episode that I will share in a bit. But well, she texted both of us or just you? I don't remember. Do I know she, this one? I don't, I'll, I'll share it. Betty wishes that she could go back to how it was and how they were, and he tells her that they can do that. Just pick a day. But also, watch out, you may run into yourself. And Which she never does. <laughs> she immediately solves that problem. She's like, but I had the mumps that one day. The mumps is like really bad, right? Yeah. It's like your face swells up. It hurts a lot. It's extremely contagious. Right, yeah. They did this on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, you can't just like have the mumps and then like walk right. around People school. will have questions. Yeah, and they do, to be she fair. Does, they do, and the show just doesn't care. But it's like, maybe just don't give her the mumps then. Just make her just lock her in a normal closet? sick. Yeah. Like, I, I know we don't have to have a problem this week because right. it's the finale. Like, I get that it can just be like, hey, let's just see each other one last time for a good time. Yeah, but maybe not the mumps. But, like, why even bring up the problem then? Why not just be like, cool, then don't worry about yourself in the past. You can just do the day. Right, exactly. Because it's not like she's actually going back in time. She's, she's like, mm, yes and no. Right. The more realistic reading of this is that she is actively dying at this exact moment right, and I, this is what her brain is going through yeah i think it's like it's the idea of nothing that she does in this time will change anything about her life now it's not like if she's like fangs don't get in that bus <laughs> then fangs will be saved fangs gets done dirty yeah fangs. no everyone else gets their happiest ending and then fangs is like "Ooh, sorry buddy you, you dreamed too big <laughs> yeah that was very strange she walks through the door and she's uh lily reinhardt again and she's got this really kind of fun attitude towards everything where it's like, oh my God, this room is amazing. And she's just happier in her body and everything about everything that like bothered her. Ever, all the teen angst doesn't yeah. exist in this version of this character because she's an old woman. So she's just like, well, my teen years were kind of incredible. Yeah, there's some stuff you're missing, uh, especially in the first time period, but yeah. that's okay. And there's Archie across the window. Oh, last time i do feel like if i were like elderly uh -huh. and i got to live a day again as in my teenage body what or are like you gonna do my John? healthiest body i just be like wow i can't live by i was ever upset with this body i know i know there that is something very nice and also there is a thing about how lily reinhardt has spoken so much about body image and feeling insecure in her own body and how she has like battled like confidence issues so i thought it was kind of nice for her to get this specific storyline like mm. i would be not shocked if she had some influence over that like oh i'm so appreciative of like my body i can't believe i thought anything was wrong with it like look how look how wonderful it is yeah and also you can just run around now like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah it looks great but also like healthy bones since um early november of junior year archie is now about to graduate in senior year and he needs to confirm with his mom that his job plan after graduation is to join a construction crew building the uh, u.s highway network yeah. out to california that's so crazy that there wasn't like a highway just like a yeah, thought infrastructure is important yeah and, like we could still be putting out we could still be getting a lot of people work fixing up the mass amounts of deteriorating roads and infrastructure we have in the country that archie built for you yeah can't you know? wait. you're just letting it go to waste <laughs> after all archie did mary doesn't want archie to go Oh. Because she knows he'll never come back. Yeah. Archie's ending, we'll get more specifically into later. The construction thing being like his final 
or like his big his big job is like oh it's not a poetry thing that takes right. him out of town so we spent a lot of time on poetry we spent a lot of time <laughs> establishing poetry that he likes it um yeah not a lot of time establishing his talent at it <laughs> i thought he was fine We've heard like two poems yeah. and both and the first one was like, This is supposed to be bad. And right. the second one was like, This one he didn't take seriously. Uh, and I'm like, Can I live, hear one that he took seriously? Well he he had that one about being in the mirror or something. That was good. The the one the one that we heard a little bit about from his dad was also like kinda good. Yeah. Okay, so we've heard a little bit more. And then we heard the one of him trying to fuck his teacher. Right. That's that the, was that's the one that's like, This is you're supposed to think this is bad. Yeah, that was gross and disgusting. And don't do that again, Archie. Thank you. Mary tells Archie, Fred always wanted to go west, but didn't do it. And it's like this almost like manipulative shortcut you can take with an Archie storyline. Yeah. If you just say, Fred wanted this, Fred did this, Fred had any kind of opinion about this, that can now be a driving motivation for Archie to do just about anything. Yeah. Frank tried that, though. Frank really, (laughs) really tried. And it it could have worked if Mary wasn't in the room. Mary is definitely the best parent in Riverdale. After being very absent. She's definitely come through. 50s Mary, obviously not a tight race, but (laughs) comes out far ahead of every other parent at the time period. Exactly, exactly. Well, we don't even know what Jughead's parents are doing. They're they're both in Toledo. (laughs) Right, they're just gone. I can't believe we didn't get any Skeet They didn't come, he didn't come back at all. That's shocking. I know. He must have been pissed at Yeah, what was his experience like making the show? I don't know. Or was he maybe not the best either, I want to assume. It's weird. Because like, you don't hear a lot about Skeet getting work is all I'm saying. I read a rumor that him and Vanessa Morgan had like a love connection which i think is so interesting i don't know if that's actually Dude, true this guy and younger women <laughs> i don't know he's very attractive but you know she's like 30 so it's not so weird but you know interesting and again this could just be a total like fake rumor so the main conceit of the episode is that we're gonna check in with characters and then between betty's dementia and jughead's like narrative knowledge they piece together what everyone's life is going to be like from this point forward and they start with Mrs. Andrews, and I thought this was so funny because, <laughs> like, I'm like losing it immediately and thinking about you. It's like, oh yeah. First, first of all, they're like, she bought the dress shop. I'm like, she doesn't own the dress shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what is that? Why first? is this a step on the process? <laughs> first step: purchase the dress shop that you've worked in the whole time. You're the, you are the defining per- yeah. presence in the dress shop. You don't own it. Buy the dress shop. Okay. <laughs> then. Then, Brooke, you remember Brooke. Of course. 50s Brooke shows up dressed like Carol from the movie Carol. Amazing. And they're like, and a few weeks later, she moved in and never left. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, Carol, Brooke is just a reward for Mary. (laughs) And you know what? She deserves it. It's another gay character. She's like, I'm just good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just good and I love you. I'm I'm single, gay, interested, available. Exactly. (laughs) And you know what? They're going to work at that dress shop that Mary owns for the rest of time. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then Betty happily recalls the time Mary yelled at Alice for disowning her. Right. Like, wasn't right. that funny? It wasn't was, that hilarious when it, my mom disowned me and this other woman told her to take me back even though I didn't I didn't really ask her to do that for me? And then, uh, you know, I forgave my mom for all that trauma that right. I suffered. And it was like Mary was actively probably trying to stop me from hooking up with Veronica, something that <laughs> did end up happening regardless of her intentions. Oh, Yeah. That was weird. Right? Yeah, it just feels like a lot of people... Like, I feel like if Mary found out about uh, uh, the the endgame relationship, she would not be cool with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but maybe not cool with it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Speaking of Alice, Alice is downstairs with Polly. Polly is in the series. She's alive. Polly was like, that character I was last time you saw me? Not anymore. I'm back to the same girl you knew me as. Right, exactly. I'm pregnant. I'm blonde. Yeah, Pregnant, blonde, kind of vaguely like something's going on behind her eyes that I can't ever quite figure out. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking. They're laughing. You know, like Alice never was a demon. Right. It's been a year and a half. So all of those pesky problems, you know, that still existed last episode, they right. solved. That's good. That's helpful. Yeah. We've moved on. You know, you don't have to see the work. That Why would that be dramatic or entertaining? Exactly. Just give me the answer. Move the, on. That's it's solved. Yeah. Solved. Alice divorced Hal. Great. Great. Because cool. like his presence in the house was always such a... Such a thing. <laughs> yeah. He actually was like the most chill in this timeline. He was, yeah. yeah he really seemed like he, he had actually learned a lesson. Or, I don't know. Uh, he just didn't seem like he was actively harming people. Right. He wasn't murdering anyone, which was right. a bonus. Uh, Betty tells Alice and Polly she loves them, but apparently has never spoken to her father since she got all of her memories back. I get that. Kind yeah, of. yeah. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Yeah, you There's know. something different about you. <laughs> Imagine that, like, if you're Hal and you have no idea why your daughter just, like, abruptly stops speaking to you. Yeah, Betty, like, what did I do? And she's like, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's like, you really wouldn't, actually. And if she tells him, I feel like that would unlock something dangerous. So, yeah, there's no way. Alice uh, became a stewardess. Cool. But uh, yeah. not, not the good kind. How far do you think they live from an airport? So, okay, so I think we've established by now that Riverdale is, like, up above, like, Poughkeepsie, right? So that's in New York State, I think. So, like, a five-hour drive from New York. Right. So I think that the puddle jumper to Poughkeepsie probably is, like, a 45-minute plane ride to, like, a small Poughkeepsie airport, which I don't even know if there is a Poughkeepsie airport, honestly, but... Right, because she's not doing, like, international stewardessing. She's just doing, like, small local flights. Exactly. I mean, hey, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. It It was her dream. It gets better, though. Oh, right, right. Sorry. (laughs) You're you're totally right. This is great. (laughs) So, uh, we learned one night that Alice had to fly a plane. Sure. From River... The the actual uh, pilot was, like sick or drunk or whatever oh the man had a heart attack i see now here oh okay well that's someone was dying people were in danger alice flies the plane successfully from riverdale to poughkeepsie alice flies the plane in and then afterward a man a nice man asks her to dinner to thank her and a few months later they're married cool so she did she got what she deserved she also gets just a nice a nice relationship as her prize at the end right so this is uh this is a reward what fangs got was Correct. Awful. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. Alice gets to live happily ever after with a nice man who yeah. loves her. Love that. And a family that forgave her. Right. And then Fangs dies. Fangs, in a fiery Fangs is going to die. <laughs> wow. Cold and alone. <laughs> That's so uh, sad. The nice man offered to show Alice the world. And then Polly had Juniper and Dagwood with some other man. Yeah, it's all And uh, never performed as Polly Amorous again. So I guess that wasn't really like a dream. That was just like a like a fun phase she had. So I got the sense that this was actually a sad ending for Polly. It doesn't sound great. Yeah. yeah I like, is this sad. happy? Not in my brain. No, I think she, I think it was supposed to be a little bit sad. What did Polly do? I guess, no, Polly's done a lot of fucked up stuff. But, you know, Alice has done a lot of fucked up stuff too. Mm-hmm. Betty gets to school. She can't get over how young and carefree 
all of her friends are. Yeah, very very carefree, yes. as it turns out. Veronica greets her, and uh, after a big hug, they walk in together, and Betty can't believe they'll never do this again. There's a poetry award for Archie Andrews. Sure. Tony, the senior class president, gives the school announcements, and she wants to share one final poem. And I ask, one of Archie's? No. No. <laughs> God, no. It's uh, Dreams by Langston Hughes. It's a good one. Betty reminisces how Tony had to uh, fight for... Uh, real storylines and racial justice. <laughs> but she doesn't want to hear what happened to her yet. Listen, I don't want to know what's happened to Tony unless it's directly tied to what's happening to Cheryl. And you know what? That's what happens. That is that is how it comes through. Betty picks up her yearbook and Cheryl invites her to the dark room and Thornhill that night, which is kind of fun because the pilot goes from a dance to Cheryl's house also. Yes. She gets Fangs to uh, sign her yearbook and Midge, who's fine... Right. Has been fine, <laughs> yes. apparently. Wait, did she ever get rescued? <laughs> She's just no. Last week yeah. she was. Last week she wasn't even in the movie theater when everybody gets their memories back. Wait, so she just so she? I guess she had the kid and then I had them. I had them, Betty. <laughs> cool. She tells Betty how Fangs is famous now. Her parents love him. Great. He's going on tour. Cool. They don't talk about their baby. No, they don't. They're like, we objectively have like a one-year-old at this point. Wait, why don't they just bring him? <laughs> like, she's still going to she doesn't go on the. She doesn't go on the tour either. Right, but she's in high school. So. Well, I assume their parents are watching the baby now because they're like, oh, well, the music's good, right. so <laughs> right. problem solved. This is like a problem Fangs had to solve in like episode three of this season. Yeah. And just like for 16 it's, episodes, it's just been like, well, eventually we're going to do this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was really no... And then, and then the next episode, like, it's been done. Stop asking about it. Why are you all so weird? <laughs> it's been gone. It's fine. The baby <coughs> is born. Baby is born. Banks is famous. Look, no. <laughs> it's a happy ending, just like we promised you these characters would get. And then Except the bad news. This is crazy. This was a crazy choice. <laughs> Fangs. We don't know who else is in Fangs' band. We no. know Midge isn't on the tour bus. Fangs' bus crashes in the Rockies, and Fangs dies young. Why would they do this to him? <laughs> like, I understand. Like, why not at least let him have, like, a couple of, like, give him, like, until 40. Right. You know? Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Jeez. Like, give him, a, give him at least as much of a life as, um... Fred Andrews. Oh, sad. Yeah, give him something. But his gold record will hang in the music room as long as there will be a Riverdale High, which the end of the episode confirms is not forever. Oh, there is a I think time I that this. this is in the extended cut of the episode. But I did see that. Do you see the parts where they like show all the town at the very end and they're all like empty? Oh my god. Oh yes, but I thought it was just like the sets were empty. I didn't. St- I didn't think of it was like. Oh, this is like. The actual school. You know what I mean? the actual town of Riverdale is dead. That is a bummer. Yeah. Wow. Well, they have a heaven now, so that's okay. The sweet hereafter. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Fangs gets the worst ending of anybody. Everyone else gets like a really happy ending. Midge and their daughter have income from his music forever. That's their happy ending. Yeah, so actually, maybe it worked out. (laughs) Midge never practices religion again. Right. (laughs) And also, Midge, maybe she meets Moose. I don't know. Yeah, what? Moose isn't even in this timeline. No, Moose is gone. Is there that would have been hilarious if Alice's, like, nice man was Moose. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, just... a, like a child. A 25-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moose. I'll With show the you long the hair, too, and he's like, hey, babe. I would love that. God, remember, remember Time Jump Moose? Wasn't in a lot, but no, what was... a look. 
wasn't there like a scene with Moose and Kevin and there was like a gas that went around the town or something and it did something bad? I like really like yeah, I dude, I can't I, who can say who at this can point. Say? I think I'm right. I feel like I'm all those sure. things happened, but maybe not all at the same time. Yeah. I just remember them like being in a school. Was it the fog? I remember they were in a school. Oh, it might have been the fog. The and, fog. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Kevin invites Betty to lunch with him and Clay. He's sorry they'll never do this again. Yeah, it's a bummer. I guess they're friends. (laughs) Betty apologizes to Clay. She's not even sure if he's like a real person with hopes or dreams for the future. He where did he come from though? Like all these people who like were not in the original timeline, like like I guess these people existed in the real fifties? Or exist in the real modern day. Oh my god, imagine if Clay was just like living his best life and then all of a sudden got sucked into this weird right, wormhole. Right, he was actually better yeah. for him. Yeah, he was thriving. Yeah, now it's 50s racism. Yeah, Jesus, wow. Uh, I did, I did yeah. like Clay, though. Clay was a... Sure, yeah, Clay is ultimately harmless. He's just, you know, he fits into the long pantheon of characters in the show who serve as rewards more than people. Yes. He's another sexy lamp in a long line of sexy lamps who exist to be in love with existing characters that is fair like the nice man that alice will be with right the nice or man. the nice man that polly will be with who gives her two children that she can care for <laughs> wait hold on. or the nice woman that mary ends up with yeah brooke 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 is a person i believe that fundamentally 50s brooke i have no idea tell me three things about 50s brooke 50s brooke likes to shop in dresses in four dresses in a dress shop she has short hair she um is very uh, keen to jump into love when she finds it. <laughs> so those are three things. Three things we know about Damn. 50s. <laughs> Damn, she's got me. Exactly. Both Kevin and Claire are going to go to college in New York City. Great. So they ran it by Kevin's mom and Clay's dad, who definitely are, who's definitely an actor they met, who's meeting Clay for the first right. time. Who? <laughs> like two people who 100% do not exist. No, yeah, yeah. So we asked them. So they ran it by nobody. Yeah. And they move into apartment together over the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Sure. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not for Clay, but for Kevin. Well, well, Clay and Kevin are just living the life that they wanted Kevin to have on Katie Keene. Yes. So. And and maybe Katie's out there somewhere, you know. Maybe, maybe one day. If all these other ones exist. I would have watched the second season of Katie Keene. I would watch the fifth. I liked the direction of the pilot. Right, it was fun. Like, I just like the look of it. I wonder if it's the same guy. I was actually, when I watched the Riverdale pilot and I looked up the director of it, it's like this one guy who just only does pilots. Yeah, that's Like, exclusively thing. pilots, which gets you a lot of money long term because you get paid for every subsequent episode. So smart. And they all have like this this look that Riverdale started out with, which is like very hyper real world, a lot of atmosphere in yeah. the air while being about whatever it's about. He did the Superman and Lois pilot, which that I was thought was pilot. like groundbreaking in the way it like it depicted everything on a TV budget. Uh, yeah, that was like a pilot. Katie Keene pilot. Yeah, the Katie Keene pilot uh, also just looks very sumptuous and like it's like, wow, yeah. this city, it would be so beautiful to live in and to do the hustle in. It romanticizes everything very well. Yeah. I feel like the subsequent episodes maybe less so physically, but it, it always is lush and colorful. It also feels like long-term Riverdale has been recovering from that choice. Yeah. Where they're like, that isn't what we wanted. And like, so when I look back favorably on season one, that's like a version of the show that they actively made the choice to not be anymore. Yeah. You know, in that pilot, Betty is taking a name brand 
uh, drug, right? She's taking oh, like um, Adderall. Like, or she's something. taking Adderall, and you know, by season two, they've replaced heroin with Jingle Jangle. Yes, I think that was the big. I, I have a theory. Was that, was that network notes or was that always Roberto? Yeah, I I'm not sure what it is, but I do think it is very hard. If you're not gonna do the show that is hyper realistic, like have you seen Bates Motel? Uh, no, not much. No. So I think Bates Motel is actually a good comp for this show for the first season of what Riverdale was. So Bates Motel is Psycho. It's like a prequel to Psycho, but set in modern day. Set in modern day, and the first episode, it's very. Um, it's like this is a crime drama, and the background is like the characters of Psycho. Yeah. Um. You know, it's like real drugs, real like you know problems like a big highway is being built and that's going to destroy like the motel like very grounded things um and it feels very much like riverdale like small town with secrets like things seem great on the surface but like ah, what's going on and i think that they made a switch to go from like a bates motel thing where it's like eventually it's like there's cops and there's guns and there's the fbi and there's like yeah like really bad people to like that all that isn't in riverdale there is right but it's more just like the campiest version of it or the most heightened version of it like the serial killer gene yeah which might have been like a very specific like don't take this too seriously yeah yeah and i think i do think that you have a longer life in a way if you don't take it too seriously you have more room to like go crazy and like do something really unique um and very big and broad that you don't have if you have to keep everything very grounded. We say that, but I always felt like this show was pulling back every time it tried to do something big. Interesting. Like, it never yeah. fully committed to any choice it made because it never wanted to lose the status quo either. Like, well, until it did. Until it threw everything away in the last in the last season and put them in the 50s. This is the most status quo. Yeah, but like... This is the original status quo. If anything, the divergences have all been shoved back into original Archie. It's not even a dark version of Archie anymore. It's just Archie. It's just Archie. I guess I more mean like this season six going into season seven where they time traveled. Oh yeah, that one's crazy. Cheryl was a Scarlet Witch. The most exciting season of Riverdale. (laughs) Right, crazy. Where do we, where are we? So Clay becomes a tenured professor, and they never mention the Comet movie in relation to him. Thank you. I was like, why did they bring this up last season? So Veronica's like, gets the gets his script and goes, okay, so not this one. Bye. Right, which she like actually turns out I can't have a sixteen year old write this. Turns out I don't owe you anything. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a producer. (laughs) Hey, I'm a gatekeeper now. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So um, glad that worked out. Glad that they glad they made that film. Kevin started an off-Broadway theater company. They could not get the rights to a Broadway version of the comic. Right, no. Veronica was like, absolutely not. No, no. Veronica's never talked to these people again. So sorry. <laughs> Very disappointing. Betty calls them soulmates. That's sweet. Which makes uh, Kevin ask what she's going to do about her soulmates. And she's like, plural? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, babe. You've been in a quad with Archie, Veronica, and Jughead all of senior year. And she's like, great. The dream? <laughs> yeah. It is funny that you and I <laughs> have talked about throuples. We never once considered that Jughead could be like a part of I it. I know, we never did. Not a like, we're time. like, that's that would be ridiculous because like, why would anyone love Jughead? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, I thought, I thought this was going to end with multiple timelines where in each timeline they were individually together. I've never considered... I didn't think the they'd do four, it. Right. The four of them. I guess I didn't think I'd do it because I thought they'd want to show the birth of it. Interesting. Yeah. No. Because, like, this is obviously groundbreaking. Sure. 
Uh, except Gossip Girl did it first. But... Did they really? Yeah, they did. The HBO Max Gossip Girl? Yeah, they did. Oh, then we're fine. Nobody did this. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. There's only three of them that's, also. Yeah, come on. Um... So can I read you a statement that the... So an organization um, called Open, um, which is like a polyamory, I guess, organization, is very upset about this. Is this the thing that Jacob just sent us? Potentially, but this is not... I did not see it from Jacob. I just saw it on Twitter. On X, actually, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, Open slams Riverdale for putting Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Veronica in a cloud relationship for the series finale. It's frustrating that Riverdale used its character's non-monogamous relationship as a shocking twist rather than engaging with the authentic portrayal of non-monogamy as simply being part of people's identities. And I would argue that actually I don't think that this was a cheap twist. I do. I don't think so at all. Because I think that uh, Betty's... Betty's whole thing is that she wanted to live an unconventional life. She wanted to like love bigly, bigly, love freely. And I think that that's what she got. And I think that all of them have been flirting with, you know, even Archie, though we don't really establish what Jughead and Archie's relationship. If Reggie were in it. That's that, right? Yeah. But he we, doesn't know Jughead. They're not friends. Yeah. So it's like, who is this guy that's right. always with my right. girlfriends? Yeah. So don't, crazy. Don't, and like those two don't kiss. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that they don't kiss. They probably don't talk. So how are they <laughs> They ignore each other when they're on these double dates Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think it was It's cheap. in line with all of their characters, but it is cheap in how it is done. Well, that is just in kind In that of it is like, here, here, it exists and it's over. Right. Yeah. It's ending right now. Yes. This thing that, that we've been building to, in some sense, forever, happened entirely off screen. You can only ever imagine it. Yeah. And maybe that was very much the, like, I, there's nothing I could ever write that could beat what people could imagine this relationship as, as like. But I also feel like to show them make this choice would be thrilling television in some way well i feel like we kind of like got little hints of it in the last season but nothing like explicit that's the thing it's like each individual aspect of this relationship has been explored but never the fundamental reality of them being all at once though i would say though it doesn't seem like they're all dating each other actually i would say it's really more like like an arrangement well it's kind of like betty veronica and archie have multiple partners or I guess Jug- and Jughead they all have multiple partners but I don't know if they would be dating each other Do from the girls I mean? perspective they're dating all three right I think yeah. the boys are like the two of us are dating the two of them yeah in any combination right right because I, I guess I mean I'm not very familiar with and I guess it just depends on how you know you organize like your relationships but I am curious if they would consider the relation like okay so on gossip girl <laughs> so on the gossip girl reboot they they are they're in a triad which right. is and they, they write stories about that they on gossip girl like they show that becoming a thing and trying yes. to oh yeah it's like a subsist whole... as a thing yeah so that's exciting that's better than this yeah the show i mean we know i have complicated feelings about the gossip girl reboot but this is actually i thought this storyline line was probably the most emotional of all the storylines on gossip girl they like establish that their relationship it's not like two of them go off and like hook up or hang out or date it's like the three of them are the are the right. pair right pairing like the relationship mm-hmm. it's all three so they establish that they're that like we're not going to be like if two of us break up we all break up kind of a thing and mm-hmm. i don't think that's what it is here and i'm i think people just do it differently they never have to grapple with it 
Yeah. You know, they never even have to figure it out. Though this does solve a lot of issues in terms of who's going to be Endgame. And, you know, maybe yeah. they just didn't want hateful letters sent to the WB offices. I think, I think everybody wins, but nobody really wins with this choice. Yeah, everybody kind of wins and loses, but... Yeah. Though I do, I would argue you kind of get an Endgame for both Betty and Archie and Betty and Jughead in different ways. Yeah, no, everybody wins. We all could have won more. That's all. We could have won. We, we could have won harder and yeah, better. We could have had the three peat repeat, but we just had uh, we just had a win. Betty tells Reggie all of this. You know, Reggie's like signing her yearbooks, like why couldn't we have dated? And she's like, I know that you would have fit right in. It's actually crazy. Uh, Can't believe I chose Jughead over you. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Reggie's like, why wasn't I invited? And she's like, I don't know. You play a lot of basketball. We just figured you were busy. It's kind of not untrue. Yeah, but he's like, I would have made time yeah. for a, to be in a. Quint, <laughs> right? Oh, he oh he's not replacing Jughead. Yeah, he's he's like, just can I? Yo, can we get Jughead out of there? Yeah, yeah, come on. What happened to What happened to Reggie? He went professional. Hell yeah! He played for the Lakers, but he still worked the farm. Sure. And eventually sold the land and came back to coach basketball at Riverdale, including his two sons, who will run Mantle Motors. Yeah, so there is a car dealership. Great. Cool. Thank God we reestablished that. Right. I, exactly. It wouldn't be Riverdale without. Veronica has to tell Betty that uh, it's the series finale. It's so the final game. Because of that, she's moving back to Los Angeles. Oh. Which would have been like a, oh, that would have been fun to be like a couple episodes of like, how do I tell them I'm moving and this show is about to end. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Remember that time? That was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> but like Josie was like, maybe you should make movies. I've been thinking about that ever since. So I'm like, why not just go over to Hollywood, become a gatekeeper, and start making movies? Sounds great. I called the guy, and he said he, I could have a job. <laughs> it's the 50s. It's also Peter Roth is a WB executive. Correct. Which yes. we, yeah. Betty says this move feels the most right, which is a really weird way to phrase it. But it makes sense if you're someone who's really trying to figure out what to do with Veronica as yeah, an ending. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this feels the most right for I, Veronica. This is not her destiny or, or the best place for her arc to go. Where would you put Veronica, though? Because um, I was having I would have time. her give up all of her family's wealth mm -hmm. uh, to help the less fortunate. But she's never once indicated she's or, like that. Or it would have been cool. This couldn't have happened in this timeline, but it would have been cool in the original timeline if she had, like, turned in the entire, like, organized mob that her oh. father is, like, involved in to, like, the government in some, like, really explicit way that puts her on national television and, like, in danger, but, like, shows that she's, like, like, chosen to give up everything that makes up Veronica Lodge. Yeah. Because all of that is fake anyway. Um, and for her to find out who she really is it, as, by, like, starting over, I think would have been the true ending for Veronica. Yeah, she is, uh, no, she has no interest in growth. No, there's... <laughs> But, like, it also is so weird that I feel like the writers of the show understand all of this about Veronica. What, that she... Like, like, I feel like I'm understanding this character perfectly, and I feel like they're writing this character to be understood this way, that she is performative in almost every aspect of right, her life. Right, yeah. And the fact that they... I guess they just... They, I, they, they find that more endearing than I do. Yeah, you're like, no. Because <laughs> they're Grow like, a cool. soul. And then, you know, just like everyone else, she went into the arts, and that's the only way to really make the world a better place. I, I do think that there is something with TV shows where... I, I One thing I like about this ending is that, yes, there are people who do end up working in the arts, but Veronica's the only one I think who really succeeds very like explicitly in terms of succeeding in... 
a way that's like, oh, the most famous person from your high school succeeding. Metric-wise, she's going to reach the most people yeah. of, of anybody. Yes. And I, and everybody else, like, I'm surprised they didn't do... And Clay was on Broadway and won seven Tonys. Right. And like, but, like, everyone either... Uh, except for Fangs, who dies. <laughs> they either uh, fall in love or become a successful artist. Right. Or, I guess Archie does both, but, like, a mediocre poet. Archie really is like your destiny is to be this guy forever yeah i kind of like that it's not bad yeah he's just reliable and archie yeah um yeah so we learned that the summer after graduation veronica starts as an intern at a made-up movie studio but within a few years she's running the made-up movie studio <laughs> and then they show posters behind her and it's like four comet movies oh my god and like the fourth one is comets <laughs> Also, why is that a franchise? Why is this? Why would you franchise that? That's a terrible idea. No. And I don't feel like Sidney Poitier would do that. No. It, it doesn't make sense for the time period it either. It doesn't even make sense for the story of the comet. The world is over. What's I happening? I also feel like Veronica wouldn't be anti-sequel at this day and age. Like, Sure. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, she got two Oscars fighting for scrappy young talent. Love that. Not Clay. Clay's not one of those. He's not scrappy enough. No. Sorry. She's like, I just feel like you you haven't really lived when she <laughs> reads his script. <laughs> You're 17, right? Yeah. So we go to the dark room and we see Cheryl unveil an art project that never was really on the docket before. Sure. They were. It really was like, what is Cheryl's thing? I mean, she is a painter. I she know paints. that's always been like a weird background thing we never really wanted to talk about. But what if that is her destiny, is to just paint? She should have sold Thornhill. What's the other one? Thornhill? Thistle, Thistle House. House. Thornhill. She, she should have sold all of her land. Yeah. Burn. And, and, and the, the business. You know, yeah. destroy the business. It's all corrupt. You know. Yeah. And like take Tony's last name. Like yeah. She should have stopped being a blossom. A blossom. Yeah. I think the Blossom line needed D to end. Dies with her, yeah. Yeah, and Julian was like, I'm gay. Like, that right. would have been fine, too. Cool, Of great. all the characters to suddenly be gay in the last two episodes, I would have much preferred Julian to the other choice. Oh, yeah. Who are in the extended cut. Wow, wow. But not the TV cut. He, they, they did get a worse fate than Fangs. You're right, you're yeah. right. I, for, I forgot about because they weren't in the TV cut. Yeah. So the dark room, we see Cheryl unveil an art project while giving a speech entirely about being in love with a woman. Right. Uh, it's all tea and hotties, beefcakes and cheesecakes. And uh, Tony also announces a Black Athena book because art is the only true way to change the world. Love that. I'm not sure if it's the best message, but eh. uh, uh, the show doubles, triples, quadruples down <laughs> on it. Tony and Cheryl moved out west to Oakland. The only places you can live are here or west. Yes, either you have to or be a, you have to be a coastal elite of some form. Of course, but also it's going to be best if you live in uh, one of the more diverse areas of those coastal elite cities. Yeah. So your Harlem's and your Oakland's. And it uh, it works out for everyone. Yeah, they never talk to each other. Just I so would close. love to see Cheryl's day to day talking to people with like the Oakland accent. What is the Oakland accent? It's a uh, it's a uh, the director of Black Panther has like this like really thick like you know what I'm saying kind of. Oh, I didn't know that was an Oakland thing. Mm -hmm. Huh, I'm not great with accents though. And they had a son named Dale, because Tony's real son is named River. That's so funny, and it's and not, it's not a, a Riverdale thing. One bullshit that it's not a Riverdale thing. You don't name your son. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give the show the credit either. But like, no, I just like River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why would you name your son that? And then have, you know that's what people are gonna think. Right. Also, River would be the better name if you're gonna name somebody after Riverdale than Dale. Mm -hmm. Dale's a billion other places. You know, Lawndale, <laughs> Palmdale. Yeah. 
So all the all the all of our queer characters, you know, Clay, Kevin, Cheryl, Tony, they all live perfect lives that it's are great. never never harmed again once. Except for Well, we're gonna there's some extended cut content go through real quick. Yeah. So none of this is in the T V cut of the episode, but they're like, What about uh, what happens to Julian's like who what happens? Who cares about Julian? <laughs> Why yeah. are you asking about Julie? Look, he dies in Vietnam, all right? And we'll never talk about him again. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Okay, so that's not fun. All right, what about Nana? She reincarnates multiple times, and they laugh. And I'm like, what? Sure. <laughs> that's still real? Yeah, it's still real. What is the line anymore? Hey, Nana can do whatever. They're like, Weatherby, Principal Weatherby and that English teacher got married. Okay. Sure. I don't know why I'd need that from either of them. No. Why not just be like, they continued to mentor students and the school was a better place. And we don't need it. They don't even, Mrs. Grundy isn't even in the episode. They're like, she. it turned out she wasn't married. She was crazy. And they send her to a mental institute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. That husband had not real. Yeah, the, they found her and the nuns brought her back to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. She wasn't even a teacher. She was a drifter with, yeah. a, with a crippling psychosis. Oh my god. Poor Grundy. Then they reveal that uh, Frank Andrews and Tom Keller were murdered by a hustler they pick up named Chick. So Chick gets his happy ending. And like the 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 shot of them is like two men drinking the bar and they go to walk. And I, I thought they were about to walk and Chick would be there and be like, come on, let's go. Oh my God. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's yeah. not in it. But like, what the hell? I can't believe they didn't get Hart Denton. They love Hart Denton. Like, get him back. Yeah. Was he not available? You guys are obsessed like with this guy. Crazy. Tom Keller, I don't feel like objectively did that much wrong to deserve like the worst oh, fate of anybody. I guess he He's just eat. kind of been around this season. He's been, he was so great in the original timeline that it's kind of shitty that he's like, honestly, shitty I in feel this like, timeline. but also I feel like he wasn't shitty enough. Like, well, no, he did some No bad offense stuff. to the two identical old men who played the principal and the other sure. guy this season, but like, <laughs> you know, if you already had Cliff as the mayor, yeah, why not just explicitly make, you know, like Sheriff Keller instead the principal, you know, to put yeah. more of that like authoritarian shtick in the school? And make Frank the coach from the start. And then they're your evil adults. Like, yeah, we have these, we can have these two other guys, but like these guys have been in the show. Yeah, like why? They played villains a little bit last season. Let them, uh, I don't know, let them be the guys. Like they're always adding new characters to be things instead of letting the characters they have play. Especially in this remixed version of it. Like I kind of understand why you wouldn't do that in a normal season of Riverdale, but like why when they're remixing everything. Exactly. So, yeah, I get that. So, uh, Veronica tells the boys that she's leaving and they don't take it super well, you know. Not sure what they thought she was yeah, gonna do. No more polycule for the party. No, no more polycule, it sucks. Everyone's sad. But Betty insists it was worth it to even have this much. A few scenes where they imply it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they do. See, you see Betty making out. There's with a couple everyone. shots. Yeah. Yeah. Betty's having fun. They all agree they love each other. And so just to just to stick it to Caitlin one more time, they have a ride in the hot rod. Uh, it's it's never a... seemed like a slower vehicle than this shot, or they're just kind of like. It's cold out. <laughs> they're all like in jackets. It is not a car. It is not road safe, and I. I don't understand. <coughs> it's really fucked up. Uh, afterwards, Betty is scared to go into Cheryl's house because it's going to be their last night ever. Fangs is about to die. Yeah, right. No one's going to tell him, though. 
No one, no one would warn him. No, we're going to tell other people about their lives, yeah. but not his. Uh, Jughead tells her that that's life. You walk alongside people for a while. You make a podcast You with make people. a podcast with you. This is sad. But you uh, always have to say goodbye at some point. Oh. It'll be death for us. Death, exactly. De- death. <laughs> and you know what? Podcast. You know what? Maybe we'll maybe we'll reincarnate and we'll we'll yeah. start. We'll be in high school together this time. Oh, that'll that'd be, be fun. So fun. <laughs> that would be fun. We'd be good in high school together. Do you often have dreams about going back to high school? Well, if I could remember my previous high school experience and do it again, I feel like. I'd actually enjoy it to be like, oh, thank God I have a guide. When you want to, re- you would want to remember all of the stuff that already happened. I don't think I'd want to like have like a crisp and clear memory, yeah. but like the memories I have now and the adult experience I have, I don't know. I, cause like, I feel like I know what I'd want to do with myself in high school the yeah. second time around. <laughs> I kind of feel that way at you and like about college. I'm like, oh, I could have done like a lot of like, like what a huge opportunity things. to have that much structure around you to like develop yeah. within and to actually know what, what works best with you. It's because you already have that knowledge. I always have dreams that I'm back in high school, but not in like a bad way. It's just like, oh, I'm back there. Like I'm back in that time. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, I can do whatever. And it's nice. Yeah. I, I think a lot about like, I feel like I've talked about this before too, is like, since graduating, I've realized my body type is so situated for football. I should have just played. Should football. have played football. Yeah, but because he, he I was chose poetry. But, but I yeah, it was like I was a nerd in to the degree that I just assumed I had to follow the nerd rules, which like don't exist anymore yeah, in our in our lives. But like I I obeyed them for some reason at that age. You could have played football and been a nerd. You could have been a nerdy football it's player. Possible. Yeah, it is. You can play football now, John. The NFL. Absolutely not. No, I tweaked my back oh. uh, the other week uh, drawing a map for D&D. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe football's not <laughs> a new feature there. That happens, though. That's okay. So, um, Archie has a poem for everybody. It's and great. I did, I did write it down. You wrote down all the poems? So, he says, this is an ode to my best friends and every good thing that must come to an end. Tomorrow we won't see each other at study hall, so here's a few memories for us to recall. And no, I won't be mentioning the epic highs and lows of high school football. Oh, he did, though. So he, he thinks that's funny now. I think it's funny. I grew up next door to Betty Cooper, who everybody thinks is super duper. He's not a great poet. Just don't mutter the word tangerine because it sets off her serial killer gene. I don't think that's what that was. <laughs> Which, if they went around saying that in this time period, I think it would be the first time anybody heard it. Yeah. And they believe it. Yeah. Veronica Lodge, always in pearls. There isn't a business you haven't given a whirl or succeeded at. <laughs> Funny to think you were never prom queen. Feels like a missed thing we should have done. Yeah, that's, that's not that. Then again, you were once a human. Then again, you were once upon a time a human dialysis machine. Everyone laughs and laughs and laughs. laughs. That didn't make sense. <laughs> Cheryl Blossom, you're as rich as a Rockefeller. Still, you've learned nothing. <laughs> you also kept your beloved Jason down in the cellar. And I feel like Julia next to her is like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, once again. But I'm glad to see you and the Serpent Queen back together, as if there was ever a question that yeah. such a thing would happen. One thing, Tony, South Side's one word. So whoever designed your jacket is a terrible speller. Bro, that's your costume department. Yeah, what are you exactly. Doing? <laughs> Jesus. Attacked, much. Jackhead Jones needs no intro because none of you know him. Right. <laughs> so we'll just skip it. <laughs> he made his teacher jump out a window. He, he didn't do that. No, that's literally That not. man did that to himself. <laughs> Thinks himself a private eye, unless it's the 50s, in which case he solves nothing. Right. Chained himself to Southside High. Didn't remember that. Forgot about that one, <laughs> yeah. for sure, yeah. 
Uh, Kevin shouts to do me next, so Archie rearranges his poem, I guess. He's like, all right, the last one comes up. <laughs> yeah. I thought last but least was Kevin. What can I make up about Kevin? <laughs> Kevin's voice is so beautiful, he belongs in a chorus, but he spends most of his time cruising the gay woods. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. He's like, wow, we're just going to laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> he almost died. Yeah, yeah. Hey, remember? Um, yeah. Thanks. Look at you now. You're a rock star greaser, and that'll never change. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll die young off a bridge. A long way from a cult member who stole organs to put in a freezer. He wasn't the only one. Feels really personal to call him out. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot he was part of that, Mm -hmm. but I guess they remembered. It was his organ being taken in that scenario. Wait, was it? Like, all of the kids that joined were having their organs removed. Like, they all lost organs to that. What a crazy plot. And we didn't guess but that it's, at all. Well, no, because it's, it's the classic Riverdale mystery of yeah. like, well, we're just not going to tell you the key piece of information right. that puts it all together until the actual episode of. Like everyone missing a liver. But it's like, it's like a hugely important piece of information that I feel like if you ask three questions, you would like get. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird season that was. Like, why wouldn't anyone mention early and be like, oh yeah, and then you have surgery to remove your pain like that's that was a brand new element yeah. and then immediately you're like yeah. oh it's an organ harvesting cult right. got it oh the farm <laughs> organ farm, farm. Yeah. yeah last but not least mantle the magnificent pound for pound you're my closest equivalent sure but there's that other reggie so how do we know you're legitimate this is cute i'm gonna need to see He's a like, well, ross butler is in movies now <laughs> yeah he's actually what is he doing he was in shazam and shazam too yeah that's good good for him I'm going to need some kind of birth certificate. These are just some of our wild endeavors, but now we've come to the end of our time together. It's truly one of my life's greatest pleasures to call you all my best friends forever and ever. Now, something that I thought was funny was Midge was in here and Julian was in here and neither of them were part of the poem. Julian at least saw the movie. Yeah, so like true. he's like, oh, I guess I have an idea of what your lives are like. Yeah. Midge wasn't even there for that. So no. she's like, turned thanks like, going on right why, why? what is he talking about yeah. this is really, Hangs, really weird what organ harvesting <laughs> imagine just being like completely completely lost thanks where is our baby right now <laughs> yeah. you just fuck off i guess on high school graduation night or not even high school graduation night where is the where is their child betty tells archie it's time for her to go and he knows he'll see her again maybe Potentially. He's like, come on. And maybe they'll even end up together. He's always felt that way. It started with them. Yeah. It's funny how the pilot is like, Archie's like, Betty, I will never, ever, 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 ever love you. Yeah, it started with them. She does remember his future. He stood out above all the others. He makes it to California and he never comes back. He meets another girl. We don't know anything about her. No. She's not Betty. Okay, so, so, he, so he's a construction I'm, worker. You, you, you sent me an online thing that people were like, I, but what if it's Betty? And like, she's like, when she explicitly says it's not me, that's when you believe it. Right, exactly. It's like, what are you talking about? Where did you get this? Yeah. Uh, he settles down with this girl in Modesto, California. Uh, and becomes a professional construction worker and amateur writer. The poetry doesn't even take off. No, no, doesn't. Uh, he's just content and happy and a dad, and that's pretty rad. Uh, and then he's buried in Riverdale beside his father. It's nice. His truest love. Yeah, it's sweet. It's good. Yeah, it feels right for him. It feels more right than joining the army or any kind of 
greater ambition. Yeah, which I is agree. rough because like Archie obviously as a teenager was someone who was like, I don't want to wind up in this town forever. Yeah, but like he's kind of the right person. For well, it. I feel like he went though from like okay, he he felt that way in season one, big dreams. Grundy happened. Music was kind of... Music eh. didn't really go anywhere. Football yeah. didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Construction didn't really go anywhere. I think it was like... He was kind of beaten down, I think. He was. And I think that... But he did want to come back to Riverdale. I, I think by the time jump, it like makes more sense. Yeah. Especially like, if it's like, uh, this town has given me more than anything else has. Right. And it needs to be saved from yeah. this man. Yeah, I think that it it's interesting because I always thought that Archie would be the one who stayed in Riverdale, I guess. And Betty would leave. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to think that Archie just like lives in California. Yeah. But. Betty realizes she still needs to see somebody else. And you got me. It wasn't uh, It wasn't I, Fred's uh, uh, grave. It was from, Pop Tate. They go to, I think, the same graveyard from the Arrow finale. Uh, <laughs> where they took pictures with us. Uh, you, you know the Grant Gustin meme where yes, he's like exactly. giving deuces in front of the gravestone? I think it's the same place. I think that's because I don't like Stephen Amell. Did you see that whole thing? That's Listen, it. I've heard I've heard some, and oh my God, the stuff Stephen yeah. Amell putting his foot firmly in his mouth. Oh yeah. Talking about the strike and then like being seen looking like dead on the picket line. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that man, who gave him a talking to? His sign just says, I'm sorry. Uh, crazy. so funny. Crazy. This is what happens when you go from, when you know, when you're when you're the lead of a show for eight seasons, you become a producer on that show by yeah. the end of it. So now his mindset isn't entirely that of the actor. It <laughs> I, is that of the producer as well. Just saying. He, he, like Grant, Gustin didn't have like a career of like, you know, you'd, you'd think someone would lead a TV show that's successful for eight seasons and they'd have a film career. His biggest feature is, I think, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the CGI one. Oh, I The, the Michael Bay Turtles 2. So, like, he's got a Showtime or Star show called Heels Now, which is about wrestling. He's Grant Gustin, isn't that? No, no, no Stephen, Stephen Amell. Amell. Yeah, Amell. I knew that, yeah. But, I, but, like, he's, yeah, I think he's coming up a whole strike from, like, that. But my show that yeah. I produce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Well, but yeah, it sounds like he's uh, he's not the best. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, he's trying. But I will never <laughs> forget the time I saw he and uh, Kyler Lay, who was on um, oh, Grey's Anatomy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also Supergirl, did like a live, I don't know when I saw this clip, but they were just like explaining to fans online how to feel normal about uh, ships on TV shows breaking up. Oh. Like, listen, I know it sucks when your characters break up, yeah. but like, she got another job. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, she's busy <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, this is... Positive in the real world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it does always suck, but there are some people online who obviously just take it so far. Like, it sucks when, like, a show goes a, the wrong direction creatively because of real-world things. But, like, one, the real world's more important than the show. I'm sorry. And also, like, you guys gotta be chill. Yeah. It, be chill about this. Thank you. By the way, the Arrow finale is a really good one. That also oh, yeah. is, like, a not connected to the rest of the storyline they were doing that yeah. season. But it is, like, he's already dead. That's and fine. it's it's intercutting his funeral with, like, all the characters from the greater Arrowverse that that show spawned. So, like, oh, all of these guest yeah. stars from all these other shows coming together to grieve him at his funeral. Kind of like Tony Stark style in Endgame. Mm. While cutting back to, like, a, an unseen season one adventure. That's fine. Yeah. That's cute. I like that. They grieve Pop, who finally, uh, as a ghost, moved on to the other side after haunting the town for decades. And uh, she asks Jughead what happens when they die. And she's like, you never asked Pop? And it was right there. It was right there the whole time. But uh, he's like, I think he's still doing what he loved. 
working <laughs> at yeah. a diner. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did go to Florida for a while. Remember, he had like get back to work. <laughs> he, had, he had like a little like uh, he had a, like. Do you think a, that was meant to be like a Shining reference or something? What like the the old man in The Shining is like, well, I'm off to Florida for the winter, and then like he comes oh, back he to dies. save the hotel and dies. Well, you know, in the book, he lives. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. More of a Doctor Sleep fan, anyway. Well, Doctor Sleep. So the Doctor Sleep the movie. Did you read the book? No, I've never read either book. So the books. Are I haven't good. read any Stephen King. You should. I think you'd really like it. Actually, I like Joe Hill. Oh, he's the son. Yeah. yeah. He um, the the Shining the book and the Doctor Sleep book. So basically, what happened was Mike Flanagan of Hill House fame. He took. Oh, I know this. Yeah, he like basically combined the movie versions and the book versions. Pretty, pretty seamlessly. clever. Yeah. yeah, really smart. Um, it really worked out. Honestly, in the movie, it makes more sense to go to a still standing Overlook Hotel. Yeah. Than it would to go to a burned down Overlook Hotel. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of works out in his favor. Definitely. And he's the guy doing the big multiverse Stephen King thing that I'm that I am interested Wait, in. Wait, what is that? The Dark Tower is like Stephen oh. King's big like big multiverse storyline. They did like a not great movie. Yeah, I remember Mike that. Flanagan signed an exclusive deal at Amazon. Oh, and he's making So he's it? not making Netflix shows anymore. And okay. He's going to make that at Amazon. And it's going to be like a like TV episodes and movies. I don't know. You know, Amazon's oh. always like we're going to change things forever and then they'll yeah. make like a normal TV show. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Okay. I mean, I love him. I think he's great. He's also he is doing one more Netflix Netflix show, I think, called House of Usher. No relation. I don't, I don't know if he is anymore. No? Well, no. they, like, I canceled think... the other show he was still working on. I think that House of Usher is still happening. I, I hope, think... Hey, I hope so. Good for I, best of luck. But yeah. that might have been already shot also. Yeah, I think it was... I think I saw, like, stills from it. That's right. why like, I'm like... Like, reminder, I, I worked on a Netflix show last summer yeah. that still hasn't even been announced to the public That's as, like, crazy. coming out. Well, fingers <laughs> crossed. And this is why, this is why, for the record, the AM, yeah. PM, TP. I don't know all the letters either. The, the bad guys yeah. in the negotiation deal. AM, PM, TP. Are, maybe I've already talked about this on the podcast, but their struggle is they have to get themselves on the same page. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> it's because, like, the networks are in trouble. Most of the studios are struggling. You know, feature-wise, they just push Dune 2 to next year because they want actors to promote it, which makes sense because there are things coming out right now where I just, like, aren't even aware of them. Yeah. The the promotion cycle, the late-night cycle, yada, yada, yada. Netflix still has stuff in the can. Yeah, but, like... They're more prepared for this than anybody. That's the thing yeah <laughs> they're no, like like the people problem. are like we have to we're mad at bob Iger, davis no it's you gotta focus your eye on netflix they are the super villains well we can also be mad at bob Iger. But sure yeah, yeah david says <laughs> love sucks <laughs> yeah like i yeah punch up as much as you want i just want you to be aware no totally no absolutely, absolutely. If, especially if you are uh, catching up on riverdale on netflix <laughs> right of course just saying and please do, so you can listen to us. So Betty tells Jughead about his obituary, and it's not 50s Jughead. She's talking to her dream Jughead, and it's like the line between them is very blurry the whole yeah, episode. Agreed. And it's not the same as typewriter Jughead in the sex bunker in River Vale, or it's that a, narrator Jughead, yeah. or whatever. So there's a couple of theories. There should be like a... In the animated My Adventures of Superman on yeah. HBO Max, they meet a legion of Lois Lanes from okay. the multiverse. Oh, it's fun. like a bunch of Lois Lanes who are like, yeah, we got to keep an eye on Superman. Yeah, smart. <laughs> but it would have been funny to have like a legion of Jughead heads. No, absolutely. And you could just get, you know, Dylan to Dylan. play one. <laughs> He's never doing this, but, but yeah. A blonde one. You don't even have to put makeup on him or anything. Just show up, Dylan. Come on. 
I'm like, what's going on with you? He's like, sorry, I was, I'm actually looking for the sweet life. Uh. <laughs> well, he, it, like, Dylan's new thing is, like, being in, like, kind of, like, um, like, saucy, like, new adult adaptations. So. Yeah, I'm not really sure what his vibe is anymore. I don't know. He seems like he's thriving. Him and his girlfriend, or now wife, are so fucking cute. Oh, that's nice. They're so cute. I love them. They look identical. It's really weird, but it's so cute. So Jughead created basically Mad Magazine. Yeah. But this one's called Madhouse Magazine. So that was different. <laughs> it's an institution now, and he is proud of his legacy. Proud of him. I didn't read much Mad. No, me either. But I know, I like, really, the cover. never really felt like the most, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like the kind of discourse that Jughead would well, be doing. Like, he's not a comedy guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... He's a drama guy. So this is a good... Like, t- is Super Duck funny? I don't know. We've never read Super Duck. <laughs> I think Super Duck is funny. I think there's chuckles in Super Duck. Beth said something that I thought was really interesting. So she was like, I think that what's interesting about this season is that it kind of lets them choose a different path that they would have chosen from the first episode. Yeah. So... Betty wanted to be a writer, which I like completely forgot about until yes. Beth texted me that. Yeah, that's like, still a thing in the pilot, yeah. Yeah, it's like she wanted to be a writer. She met with Toni Morrison. It was like a whole thing. And then that was just like forgotten about instantly with all, I guess, the Jason Blossom stuff. And then she went on this like obviously very dark path. So Jughead, instead of leaning into like his town being like this like dark, bad place, kind of leans into the opposite where it's like, oh, what if life is like fun and and light and good? And so I think that's like an interesting take on it. Like they were able to maybe lead happier lives by making different choices. I don't know. There's something kind of nice about that. Sorry, I got distracted by the dog. I know. This is Pickles. Pickles is great. Yeah, it very much felt like the, the clean slate was removing all of the darkness from Riverdale. Even in this version, it's, like, comparatively yeah. extremely light. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, social issues of the era, which they somehow actually overcome. Well, like, like Ethel's, Ethel being a secret Cooper is nowhere near as the Cooper dad being a murderer. Plus the incest. And the incest, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot we missed. So few shows would ever try something like this to have some kind of reset button that actually allows them just like undo narrative choices they made. Yeah. It's very comic booky though. I like when things matter. I like when things carry over. I like when characters grow and change. And I think ultimately maybe I just didn't want, I wanted something that the show was never uh, interested in offering me. Yeah. They, they never really wanted these characters to grow and change, which I feel like is maybe, I don't know if that is on me. I think that is, Obviously, we've lived over turnover in, turnover in television. Yeah. Uh, when we were young, TV was static in that way. Like 22 episodes, each episode might be an individual adventure, but there might not be that much carryover. And then Lost happened. <laughs> and then there was Lost. And then, like, serialized started cutting in. And then I feel like as we were really getting to TV shows, we watched a lot of shows that did both. Yeah. Especially on the CW. Like, the, the network was really known for idea of like an episodic season with a serialized plot carrying through the episodic. Yeah. And some and a lot of times that serialization is only emotions. It's like the emotional stakes will go from one to the next, but like the plot of the week will be different. Yeah, this time. for sure. You know, yeah. last week Clark saved Lana from whatever, but had to lie to her again about superpowers. And she's like, okay, we're not dating anymore. And now oh. their relationship is in jeopardy the next week. And that yeah. leads into the thing. And it just feels like 
like this show didn't even do that. <laughs> sometimes there were some. Sometimes it did. Sometimes some seasons were. I feel like there were certain seasons definitely played more into that than others. Like they wanted, they wanted the illusion, the illusion of change, which is another comic book thing. Yeah. But they they always brought everyone back to the same status quo over and over again. Yeah, I just really struggled with it the entire the entire show. Yeah. What about Betty's legacy? Uh, well, the teenage mystique took off. It was huge. Everyone loved that self-published book. No right, idea how right. that got out to the either. Her advice column, where doesn't matter, was huge. She was freelancing and protesting in New York. Then they comment on how much, how and how there was so much to protest, and still is. Yeah. Even though you know they, oh man, that mortal arc in the universe. Right. They they bent it as much as they could. Didn't solve anything. Yeah, thought you fixed it, guys. Come on, what was the point? Tabitha said. You said that you fixed it. Change. Well, you know, it's fine. Uh, uh, that, yeah, there's so much change by younger generations inspired by their work as writers. Because again, creatives are the only way to actually uh, well, f- change the world. So Betty is very clearly like Gloria Steinem in this, like the haircut. She has a magazine. It's like very like Miss Magazine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. She never got married, but she did adopt eventually. She calls her family her true legacy. So Which again, is everyone, sweet. everyone is an artist with a big family that loves them. Right, right, exactly. She named her Alice. She named her daughter Alice. A, or no, her, her granddaughter. Her, granddaughter. her daughter <laughs> named her granddaughter Alice, and Betty was like, Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Why why that choice? I, yeah, I, you didn't know her very well, yeah. but <laughs> Ooh, she died younger. Okay. Uh uh it seems never found anybody to marry either. Uh, and Betty wishes they could stay like this here forever. If only such a thing were possible two scenes from now. Mm, so so um, Jughead says, she asked him if he ever regrets not getting circled, which I imagine is married. Yeah. married. And he's like, he looks at her wistfully and says, sometimes. And this is when I was like, oh, Bughead won. Yeah. Bughead yeah. won. I'm sorry. Bughead won. Not Endgame, though. I don't know. Endgame is alone, apparently. Yeah, for, en- Endgame is by yourself. For like three of them, their Endgame is to be single for the rest of their lives. That's true. I guess Veronica, we don't know, but... Yeah, she probably she probably had a lot of several. affairs, yeah. but never loved again. You know? She never loved again, but she probably got married a couple of times. I bet she met Chad and avoided him. She's like, yeah. not doing this again. Yeah, no. Even though he didn't do a single thing wrong. Right, well... <laughs> he just loved her. He just loved her. There were some problems. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Chad and Brett are beautiful human beings. Right. Deserve the world, and I'm upset Chad didn't come back in the 50s. I'm sure that they're together in this their own suite hereafter. Yeah, in that, in that awful apartment that they right, live in. Right, right, exactly. Old Betty is driven into town and says goodbye to it all, and they show all the sets: the Cooper House, the Andrews, the Pembroke, the train car, Thornhill, the Baby Lion, the dark room, the high school gym, lockers, classrooms. Every set they ever had emptied everything, mm. and you're like, is this? metaphorical or is yeah. this real and they pull it to pops and it's also empty with leaves everywhere and it says for sale in the door window oh then i missed that yeah, yeah. So, so i'm like the town is dead yeah that sucks tabitha what did we protect <laughs> like it, i it would have been really funny for me if like lean into the campiness heart of like riverdale is now the capital of america right it's, something, <laughs> it's like yeah. the center of the world for some reason yeah exactly there's an amusement park they put up there for example yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hiram Land is thriving. Exactly. <laughs> Can we go to Hiram Land one last time? <laughs> Betty Brad, the really good at Hiram Land. Or like it's called Betty Land in this oh, timeline. Betty Land. Archie Land. Alice looks back 
granddaughter Alice looks back, and Betty has passed away. That I think about this all the time. I'm like, I have to get her out of the car. Who does it? When they gotta drive her somewhere, probably. Oh. Oh, and then you would just drive around. Oh, that's awful. Right, right. Now you just have this dead body in the back of awful, your car. Awful. I mean, listen, at some point in your life, I hope hopefully this... not, but like people are going to have to deal with the dead body of a loved one. I know. It's just sad. You have to physically, I don't know what you do in that situation. I don't either. I don't. Oh, it just sucks. There was a Buffy episode about this. Yeah, it's called The Body. Yeah. Yeah. I, brilliant television where they just follow the moment to moment and real world crisis of yeah, losing oof. a loved one. It's a hard episode to rewatch for sure, and there's like almost no fantasy elements in it at all. But yeah, that sucks. Incredible television. I, I just keep thinking, just to lighten the mood, there's like a really funny like GIF thing where it's like Gen Z um, parents talking to their kids. And it's Buffy's mom being like, she's like, are you going out tonight? She's are you like, going yes. to slay? <laughs> Will you be slaying? Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. It's so good. Alice looks back and Betty has passed away. Away into the sweet hereafter. Remember from episode 100? I do. Yeah. They revealed this very specific afterlife. Jason. Mm. Look, he's back. It's Trevor. Hell yeah. Let's Betty inside. Still doesn't say a damn word. And he works here. Yes. Pops. Yes. Everybody is there, including Pops. It's the finale of Lost. Love it. Betty hugs all of her friends again, and Archie got her a strawberry shake. Oh, I always thought she was a vanilla girl, but that's that's okay. Yeah, that's, you know, whatever. Jughead tells us that we will leave them there. Forever Juniors. 17, doing Archie comics shit. (laughs) Yeah, doing Archie comics. Is the implication that the actual Archie comics are the sweet hereafter of the Riverdale characters? Maybe. Have a good night. <laughs> no more questions. Wow. And that is the end of the series. Holy that shit. Oh my god. Did we do our normal stuff now? Like don't really want to in I the know. same way. I know. I think it's more of a discussion about overall and all of that might be a completely separate episode. Yeah. That we could have more people in on. I okay, I'm gonna ask and We're gonna really think about like all the things we want to yeah, talk well, about. But we should take our time. We'll digest. We gotta we gotta like take a week, I think, or oh, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, Okay, but before, I, I do think... But we I've, should, but yeah, yeah there's questions. stuff to talk yeah, about. There's obviously questions. no rumor mill. No rumor mill. I'm not really thinking about people's clothes this week, that's no. for sure. Uh, sure not thinking about who's the great. best person in town. Right. Who... But if you could, if you could like, rank those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, what do we, what do we even say at a certain point? I actually like that. Let's, like, we rank the endings of people. Whose ending was most... Let's yeah, do this. Who's, who's, whose ending was most appropriate? yeah. I think Kevin and Clay actually did kind of get to live their best life. They did, yeah. I think, I think for all of my comments about Kevin living in Harlem, I actually think Kevin would do all right in Harlem and probably feel thrive. more at ease, at ease there than he did in Riverdale. Yeah, and I hope that he feels creatively fulfilled and happy. Yeah, and I hope yeah. he becomes like a thriving member of the black community. I don't know if that, maybe, sure. I think that'd be really funny. I don't know. But like, like, have you seen the SNL bit where it's like John Mulaney at like a Wait. like a black wedding, and he just like knows all the slang, but he doesn't he doesn't do like a black set. He's yes. just like white John Mulaney, being like, "I'll pray for him," that's, that's <laughs> like that really kind funny. of stuff. John Mulaney is hilarious. I love him, even though there were problems. <laughs> Whose ending do you think is the most surprising or like doesn't quite fit? Part of me thinks Betty, actually, as much as I, I, think, I don't know. I think that again, my issue is like these are all. Potential endings. 
Yeah. None of them are like the ending. Right. None of them are like the the ultimate take on the character. I was thinking a lot about Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer is such like a Lucifer is such an interesting example. I Chuck is also a kind of example of this too of like a show that thought it was ending, mm-hmm. wrote a series finale, got another season, had to write another series finale. Oh, that's hard. So like Chuck for like 3 or 4 seasons they're like they're like constantly like they do like an episode 13 a series finale and then the show is picked up for like nine right. more episodes so they do another one and they have to end it there yeah but like lucifer at the end of its second to last season has lucifer become god oh cool and that would have been the end of the show but they got another season so now he's so it. he goes on this arc where he learns that his that God's plan for him oh. was not to become the next God. It was to be the devil. Oh. To go back to hell and change fundamentally what hell is about. That he was given hell to teach himself to help people learn to be better people. To That's change. Nice. Yeah. And he's like giving people therapy in hell. And when they pass therapy, they get to go to heaven. That sounds good. And like that's his ultimate destiny. And I guess I'm, I, I should have warned people with spoilers for this. Oh, yeah, big spoilers. But, coming. Okay. but it is this thing of like, they found an even better ending for him that is an even better play on all of his deals that is like, wow, I see God's plan for the first time kind of, kind of macro stuff. And it, it didn't feel like, you know, these are all acceptable finales for all of these characters, but none of them are like, wow, they really, they really landed on something here. Yeah. Know, the stuff we're talking about of like Cheryl Blossom should give up the last name and lose yeah, all of definitely. her money. Veronica Lodge should give up all of her money. Uh, yeah, I don't think she ever would, but yeah. No, but like the arts for business girl Ronnie doesn't feel like the right ending for her either. Yeah. Being like in some kind of government oversight committee of good business practices <laughs> feels way more maybe, or, right. or maybe not government, but like a third party something someone who's invested in making sure people don't do the kind of stuff she and her father did right like uh almost she might have been better for the fbi actually uh, totally 100 yeah, percent. like yes. that would have been fun veronica should have been solving crimes and they never they never used her skill set to do that it's a bummer yeah and you know this version of betty never got into crime stuff at all and to make her a writer is more in line with the betty who we met in the series premiere right so that does feel right in a sense maybe even more right than fbi agent betty felt because she was so defined by her storylines in the original timeline i think the only reason i don't think the betty thing works completely is because the activism element never felt like something Betty was super engaged right. with. right no we never had a character who was like doing activism stuff all the time yeah so it's not that I, but the writer thing makes sense but then it's like you have Jughead and Betty as writers right if anything it's like if Betty had not become a nun although yeah if horny, not <laughs> if horny Betty had become a nun who runs a good version of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy huh. that would have maybe been an interesting ending to take her to but she's very horny Nice. Right. It would have been like, yeah, she wouldn't have had ever been able to do that again. Right. But it would have been like, oh, some kind of undoing of the arc that she is on. Or um, maybe she just runs like a better yeah. place for women. Betty's hard, right? Yeah. Betty's such a hard character to write, especially Betty without the murder elements. Yeah. Is like, yeah, where, what is her goal? What is her want? Should she be married to Archie in the end? No, I don't think so. Should she be married to anyone in the end? No. I did I the thing that sucks is that I really did love Jughead and Betty, and I really thought that that relationship was just such, like, um, palpable chemistry. 
you know it just really worked for me but what if betty like became someone who like goes around uh in like child services and is yeah, like, like a social hey worker? hey your parents are bad yeah your <laughs> like, parents are bad Talk like, should to me. that be her deal like like me like if this show is has a lot to say about restorative justice you know they have a yeah. lot to say about liberal policies and for all that being said None of these characters go into a position where they're going to do the everyday work it takes to make these things necessary. They all become artists where they can inspire the next generation you know, of people. Uh, Tony, did Tony not become a social worker? Because that was what she was. She was a guy. They counselor. never. Uh, let's see. What do they say about Tony's career? Uh, she like lived and had a baby. Tony lived with Cheryl and had a baby with Cheryl. Yeah, and they lived. Black with- Athena came out. Right. They had fun, sexy lives. She should have been a guidance counselor. She should have been, yeah, she should have been a driving force in culture or schools or something. Yeah. Part of the movement and the struggle. Uh, yeah, I wish they'd kind of gotten into, I guess they went into Tabitha's thing last week. Yeah. I think Tabitha's she just, just not in this episode. Yeah, she must not be available. And it right. is a little bit easier just to have the people who are, you know, OG Riverdale for the most part, because Tabitha came so much later after high school. I love Tabitha, though. It's kind of a shame that there's no way to make it work. Yeah, you know, we'll never know. It's Obviously, there's, like, so many other things that go into the creative process that they can't have control of. Yeah. You have to be forgiving at a certain point. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Reggie, again, Reggie has, like, one of the best arcs of anybody this season. Totally. I think they kind of nail it. At the same time, Reggie becoming uh, the... Um, the school's gym coach and yeah, with his two sons friend. there opening the, the 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 used car dealership doesn't feel like it just feels like a nod it, it feels like coming back around to who he already was instead of yeah. an elevation of who all he, all he was and obviously that's again the thing of like the staticism of the show it doesn't really want them to change that much and I do well I think that <laughs> because like this show loves Archie comics in all of its glory and all of its unchanging world I do think, though, that Reggie changed just the fact that, like, he has two sons, that he is, he returned to Riverdale after being like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this place. I'm just using it as a means to an end. And then to literally come back and be like. But is that a happy ending? For him? He had to sell the farm. He was a Laker. And then he moved back to Riverdale to coach high school basketball. I do think so. I, I don't think that they said, but he, like, if they said something like he broke his knee. Sure. It's just like if he also was like the first great Asian basketball star of the era and like broke barriers and started getting more people involved. It's like, I, it's again, it's only because they, they put out their own goal in the season right. premiere that was we need to change the world for the better in this time period that I'm like, I wish they'd all done more and more well, specific. I think that the issue is, is that the show is kind of saying that like, you don't need to have the grandest life to have the happiest life, which is like Archie's ending is he had a simple life. Right. I guess, yeah. But My thing is, Reggie deserves the world. Right, you just want Reggie to be... Reggie, Reggie came, from, came from nothing for him, for his ultimate like goal to be like, I had to sell the land. What? Maybe he didn't have to, have to sell it. I imagine he didn't have to. I think he chose to. I think he moved on. Well, he definitely wasn't going to farm on it. Right, exactly. Like that at that but he point. could have hired someone, I guess. Yeah. Duck Creek. Yeah. We never find out what happened to Ethel long-term. I know. She's fine. <laughs> She'll never even know. <laughs> That'll be a, a spinoff, I'm sure, we'll get. It's like, I don't want to ask you what you're watching, but I do want to ask you, you know, they're not going to see us as much or hear oh. us as much anymore. So, like, in a more grander sense, 
what will you be up to? What will where, I be up Where to? can they find you? Not in like a social media sense, but like a, in the universe. In the universe. When they think of you, what will you be doing? Wow. Until they actually do hear from us again. What can you... That's... Hmm. That's a big question. Like what Jughead says at the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, they're going to be here doing Archie's comics shit. Well, right now, I'm going to be chilling and vibing. Um, I'm going... I'm trying to think. What am I going to be doing? Are we just talking about like what we're literally going to be doing? If you want to be really specific, yeah. or just kind of like the kind of shows you'll still be watching. Well, I'm still going to be watching teen dramas. I'm actually watching right now. Um, I'm watching Co- out for new teen dramas. Oh, always, yes. And honestly, if you guys have any good recommendations, you know, I will occasionally be checking that Riverdale Instagram. So hit me up. But yeah, I'm always going to be reading, watching, loving teen dramas, writing. I'm trying to get actually not to be like so Betty and so Jughead, but I'm trying to get more into like novels, like writing novels as opposed to like writing a lot of scripts. And I think that's partly because of the writer's strength. I want to get better at prose too. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know if we can help each other do yeah, that. Yeah, send me your things. I'll send you my things. But yeah, I wrote a novel. Um, not, <laughs> so I did. It's called The Teenage Mystique. Here, it's been published. <laughs> it's been published. Self-publishing is, and you can do it. It's just the promotion of it is so hard. Yeah. That's like the thing. It's like, you can actually have a successful self-published novel, but it is so hard to promote. But it's also like, like everything at this point, if you want to get a novel published, you already need to be famous in yeah. some other measurable way. It's hard. It's Or it's you just have to put in a lot of time and work and energy, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm trying to get more into that. I mean, obviously the writer strike is still happening, which is not, you know, preventing anybody from writing anything, but it is making me be like, okay, well, I can't do anything with that, with any of the stuff that's already out there. So might as well just start writing something new i'm going to japan that'll be fun that's really cool yeah and and i have like 16 weddings in the next uh two months which is cool that's a lot of weddings it's it's four but it's still that's too many oh that's way less than 16 way less than 16 but it's four but it's like 16 it's like 16 well it's four within 25 days which is so many but yeah john what about you you know i'll always be out here Planning another D and D session. Beautiful. I'm building like a, a a battle map that looks like a stately uh, treehouse. That's cool. Yeah, I think that one's gonna be really fun. Unless they just blast right through it and they're like, "We're not gonna explore this." Go, oh, bye. Well, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> you made the whole thing. That's all right. The verisimilitude will be excellent. Yeah, for you hurt your back over this. There. I hurt my back for this. That's right. I'll always be watching sci-fi, reading comic books, being extremely opinionated about things that maybe aren't super important in the grand scheme of things. I don't know about that, John. I think you have very strong opinions about only very important things. Thanks, Caitlin. Your support means so much. I know. I think so, too. Wow. I can't believe this is, like, the end of an era. Oh, and video games. I'll be playing video games. Yeah. Video games are fun. Well, John. What What would they put in a Riverdale video game? Oh, that's fun. Should you solve a crime? Should it be a dating sim? Should it be both? I think it would be both. I think it would be more like, um, yeah, like you pick and choose your own adventure a little bit and yeah. there are paths that you can follow. Oh, uh, one, like one of those narrative games? Yeah, that would like. be fun. Yeah. I do like that. John is currently petting the second dog that we have. Slapping her butt. Very weird. His butt. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's sad. I know I'm saying guys, it's just you here, but... There's people listening, maybe. Yeah, there's like 19 of them now. I know, there's honestly maybe. Extra people tuned in for the finale. I think they did. I think they did. 
Do we just say goodbye? It feels weird, right? I know. It's like a longer episode it's than most. It's a longer episode. Which is nice. It didn't feel that long, but... We'll probably do another one. I yeah. don't, I don't want to like make a promise either. I know. I think... Here's the thing. I think that there will be something, um, but we don't have a timeline yet. So stay tuned and we'll keep you updated. Uh, I'll say this, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, I've really loved podcasting with you. Really this is like our this is like our you. second show. I know I they don't like, know that. But uh, <laughs> no one else like, does. Uh, it's a, it's an element of my life that I that I really enjoy, and I like talking about TV with you. So I, I would like say, no matter what, even if this is the end of this specific journey, I would hope that we're going to continue to work together. Or I mean, we'll just always be friends for I sure. Know. But it like, it would be really nice to podcast with you again, and I think we both want to do that. Yeah, we'll figure out something. I don't think we're going to do another show like Riverdale necessarily. I think I think it but... needs to be a different format for yeah. sure. And I think until that happens, the best we can say to our audience is over and out, River Vixens. Over and out, River Vixens. Wow, John, that was sad.